Really? Yeah, yeah, really. Oh, that's stupid. Cornflakes. This episode is brought to you by Delicious Cornflakes. <laughs> cornflakes! Hey there, my little patriots and falcons. Falcons? Falcons, you know, like the guy who invented Wolper and War Games. What, like Falcon Chris? I call it the Falcons. The falcons. Fal- whatever. Falcons, Falcons. Neither of us are watching the game anyway. What do you think? Uh, I might watch uh, Lady Lady Gaga. Oh, you know what we should do? We should tell people that this is Trash South Street. It is Trash South Street. And I'm Lou. Boom boom. I'm Jamie Z. And um, we're Trash South Street. Yeah, which we let you know about a minute in. Yes. So that's uh, like 49 seconds. Yeah, what do you get? So you're gonna watch Super Bowl, the big um, game. Honestly, I usually do every year, but I I just have no interest. This I just I don't know what it is. I haven't been that interested in mm. football this year. I guess when the Eagles kind of <laughs> shit the bed. shit the bed, I was kind of just I'm out. I'm mm. like I checked out. I don't have actual TV anymore, so I don't particularly care. Yeah, you can always watch it online. Yeah. I might watch Lady Gaga's, because you know something's going to be like anti-Trump come up or something crazy, so I'm interested in seeing something. Pro-Trump, what if he gives her a shitload of money and she just talks about how great... (laughs) She's like, yeah, they they like put up, like for the halftime show, a wall. (laughs) Oh, I don't think that's going to happen. Well, it's in Houston, so... uh, Mm -hmm. Yes. Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. So mm. Apparently she was gonna have a couple special guests, but they fell through. Oh, like who? Like I don't the, know. Like was it David was... Bowie and Prince because <laughs> they're both dead? No, there um, was talk of like Elton John. I think uh, um, that's all I heard secondhand. Of. Yeah, he's like, I don't care about football. I just, I don't know. That's exactly. They sound like. Them. I know. <laughs> I don't even know. I mean, so what's new? Well. Well. Let me tell you. Okay. All right, check this shit out. I'm checking it. So, last weekend. I got it in my head that I wanted sea monkeys. Okay. You ever sea monkeys? Do you ever have sea monkeys? Um, I had sea monkeys. Yeah? I did. What was your opinion of the sea monkey experience? Um, they were dumb. No. I was wasn't into them. They were fake. I had sea monkeys. Like, I, I attempted twice as a child. Once, my mom killed them, Shar Shar, by dumping all the food in the bowl. Mm-hmm. In all fairness, I kept bugging her to feed them because I was worried about them. <laughs> and the second time, they... They're um, not alive. It's like, it's like Westworld. <laughs> anyway, second time I had a really good experience with sea monkeys, so I got bored and flushed them all down the toilet. How old were you? The second time? Yeah. Oh, uh, like 25. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I have a feeling. I kind of remember you talking about that at the comic yes. store. You're like, I got sea monkeys. I was excited, sea monkeys. Instant life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a miracle. Yeah. Anyway, so I got it in my head that I wanted sea monkeys. Okay. So I acquired these sea monkeys and I brought them into my place of business. Where does one get... Sea monkeys. Like learning stores. Oh. Not the dumb store. You get it, uh, the non-learning The dumb store. You get it from the guy who sells crack. He yeah. usually has some sea monkeys. He's like, I've got this. And he sprayed it in your face. He was like, Spider-Man. Yeah, I was like, no, I can't see. No pun at all. I made a little pun. I can't see. <laughs> all right. So sea monkeys. So you sea monkeys. So here's what you do. You get your sea monkey. You fill the water, the tank with the water. You put the conditioner in. Mm-hmm. You let it sit 24 hours. And then you add the sea monkeys, and then they burst instant life. Wow. A miracle. Mm-hmm. Here's what happened. Got the water, put the conditioner in, stirred it up, waited 24 hours, dumped the sea monkey packet in. Nothing happened. Mm-hmm. To make a long story short, counterfeit sea monkeys. It's a thing. I swear to God. Maybe they were so old because no one buys them <laughs> no, anymore. They I'm were t- just dead. They were just... No. They're dead. It's instant life. But no, seriously, all right, so... Can they die? Do they have a shelf period? No, not, they're not supposed to. But wow. here's the thing, all right, I'm going to give everyone a science lesson here. Okay, scientist. And then bring it all around to sea monkeys. So sea monkeys were patented by a... Um, Are this stuff you should know now? <laughs> yeah, this is stuff you should know. Where are, they actually did one on sea monkeys, did I believe. They? This guy who invented all the jokey shit you used to see back in comic books, like x-ray specs and yeah. all that, he started breeding brine shrimp with this uh, marine biologist to basically create this strain that hatched instantly, blah, 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 blah. To be sea monkeys. Yes. So he died in 05. His widow licensed the rights to the state, um, like to a toy company. Mm-hmm. After a couple of years, they're like, well, we're not going to pay anymore, but we're keeping all the sea monkey art. Because the sea monkeys, you know, you look at them, they don't look anything like the... Monkeys. The monkeys. They don't look like monkeys. They don't even look like... Uh, hey, monkey. Hey, monkey. They don't look like a bee monkey. Yeah. This guy's like, oh, and furthermore, I'm just going to get my 
My sea monkeys from China. My brine shrimp from China. Mm -hmm. I can't talk. Counterfeit. There's actually an active lawsuit going on. It's on the docket and it's going to be heard this year. Oh, wow. So. As everyone just just shut it off this (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Or fell asleep. They they care about this. Sea monkeys, they engender a a spirit. And really, I just wanted wanted some friends to love me. (laughs) And they failed me. My fucking sea monkeys. Don't worry. I got more sea monkeys. I'm trying to get Monday. <laughs> Why don't we get another cat? Yeah, because this cat doesn't like them. <laughs> and if these sea monkeys work out, certain gray kitty's going to be exploring the bottom of the Schuylkill Canal. Aww. Poor with those. No, I think, that it's, I think it's good. I think they breathe water. <laughs> I think they do, too. They have gills. I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I read that somewhere. If you, like, um, pluck out their, their whiskers, there's gills <laughs> yeah. underneath there. But yeah. you have to pluck well, them Well, you have to open up the little hatch at the bottom of their tail, and it's like a pull string. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they purr. Don't don't hurt cats. <laughs> yeah, cats are wonderful. What have you been up to? Uh nothing. Started class. Yeah. How's that going? It's very boring. Yeah. You had like three labs already. Ooh. But all of my lab partners are uh, I had in my last class, so everyone's pretty cool with each other. That's good. Anyway, la- this is a little scary. So we yeah. had to break out the buns and burner. Yeah. Break out the Bunsen burner. We're uh-huh. doing the flint, and like nothing's working. And we're yeah. like, what the f? You know, try mm-hmm. another flint. Maybe it's yeah. not. My one one of my lab partners was like, I have a lighter, and I was like, Nah, Ooh. I wouldn't mess with it. So we we get the professor to come over, and he's like, You only got to turn the gas on. And I was like, No, we turned it on. He's like, No, you have it in the off. Someone left it in the on position. Oh, did you? Were, were you? We, it was really on, s- and we turned it off. We're like, thinking, Wow, we feel really sleepy. Isn't that crazy? I assume yeah. if she would have used her lighter. It would have been a problem. We used to turn on the gas, hold our finger over the top, and then someone would light it right to see how high we could get the jet. <laughs> These were the olden days of the yeah. 90s when you could do fun shit like that. So that uh, was a little a little uh, is. scary. So were any of your labs, um, were they sea monkey focused? No, they were not sea monkey. How about some other brine trip, like estuary lemurs or No, this pond is chemistry. It's, it's not um, anything to do with bio. Sorry. Mm, biochemistry. Well, it's just chemistry. Oh, yeah. boring. I don't know. You, Inorganic chemistry. Well, if you're not going to do sea monkey It's work. the specific heat and uh, the density of yeah. um, aluminum. Oh. I'm trying to think of anything else. Like, bought a couple concert tickets. Yeah. Going to see Piss Jeans uh-huh. in their record release oh. show in March. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we might be seeing a couple, like, a ambient electro bands at the Boot and Saddle. Oh. Um, I forget the names of the band. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's uh, sometime in March as well. Well, coming up in March, and we uh, got, Flaming Lips. I got three. It's going to be Flaming Lips and then Piss Jeans and then mm-hmm. uh, the other two bands that Mark wanted to see. And then rolling around in June, The mm-hmm. Maiden. Maiden and Ghost. Maiden and Ghost. Ghost and Maiden. I'm looking forward Holding to Holding hands. And then I told you, yeah, Cat Power is supposed to be playing And then Cat with... Power and Nick Cage. I would love to do both of them. I just don't think I could do back to back. Well, let me know soon and I can do whatever. Um... I'm also toying with, um, because Roger Waters is touring a whole bunch of Pink Floyd shit. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to do it. Eh, I might. Depends on what the list is, kind of, but I don't think so. Well, probably let me in for free. Uh, I'm sure they will. He right, he, he knows me. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he does. Because he's like, he's... there's that Frico counterfeit sea monkey weirdo. That would, he, that would mean he knows me, and I'd be impressed. <laughs> he actually sold you the sea monkey. He probably he? did. And he laughed like this. His name was, <laughs> he's like, I'm, I'm Roger. It doesn't work with his fucking name. <laughs> What a world. Yeah, you can't. It's, it's too hard. Yeah. Uh. Have you uh, been listening to any music lately? Did you do anything on Bandcamp yesterday? I think like all, um, this is um, Friday, February 4th. Yeah. They were doing, doing, like if you bought something on Bandcamp, all the proceeds went to, oh, I forget what the AC... ACLU. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, I like saw that bucks. and I said no. Or a hundred bucks, a million dollars. Yeah, I said no. No, thanks. <laughs> no, actually, I, I saw it. This morning, because uh, I probably would have gone to town. If I'm sure Trump will commit a number of atrocities and we'll have money then, from yeah. yeah. But yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. A lot of the, yeah. the labels and bands did that. Yeah, it's pretty pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. You should have bought um, Ice Howl. Uh-huh. I should have. Whoa, are you trying to tell me something? Yeah, I was listening to some Ice Howl. Crack the earth. Yeah. Not out this year, it was out last year, but it was something uh, Mark and I stumbled across, and mm-hmm. the album cover looked epic, so... Yeah. I, <laughs> and they are from Bloomington, Indiana. 
Straight like metal slash stoner rock. When I saw the album cover, it, I just reminded like, it, it, to me it was like these dudes just walked out of this van that had like airbrushed purple unicorns and like a wizard well, yes. on there. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. And you would just see some like weed smoke just like piping yeah. through the... That's what. That's how you... That's Ice Howl in my opinion. Yeah. I like them. They're very... Um, I like that they have a sort of like where the druids dwell mm-hmm. and they have like very dorky D&D-ish... Uh, yeah, it's, like, it's a, like a throwback but I think they, they do it well. It's their first album. It's like their first... Yeah, it's, they were really good. Um, when, yeah, I've never heard you, of them before. Yeah, continue. Um, I have tight, fun blend of straight-up metal and stoner metal with some catchy riffs. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, his, his vocals remind me something out of the mid-80s to early 90s. Is it's that like... That's My first thought was, this is 80s metal. Yeah, yeah. And then it, yeah, I veered a little bit away from that, but I was like, oh, that's yeah. nice. Yeah, where the druids dwell, I liked. It's more like an instrumental showcase. And then it has like some, then you hear some of the stoner riffs going on. Mm-hmm. It's like a longer song. I don't think it's super, it's about like four minutes, yeah. five minutes. Um, Echoes of War, I find that to be an old school, um, more heavy metal feel to it than the mm-hmm. stoner rock. My favorite song is Crack the Earth, and that's a catchy stoner slash metal track. And my favorite track. <laughs> I just like it, it's fun. I, I, yeah. I put it on and just chill out. Yeah. Like Victor likes to throw balls back and forth across the hallway, so we'll be like, music. I'm like, when you put on yeah. music, so I put on Ice Island. Like, so also, with that Cracked Earth, there's like this little guitar solo that just kind of back to that little metal funk. But I know, uh, yeah, I told you to take a, a crack a lack Yes, I liked it a lot. So my first thought was early 80s metal. It reminded me of it a Maiden. Mm-hmm. If yeah, I when you com- hear his voice, you're like, oh, Iron Maiden. Yeah, if I had to compare them to anyone, um, The Sword. Oh, uh, okay. Maybe very similar to The Sword, but yeah, I was like, oh, this is it's nice. It's just different. It's not super long. It's, it's fun. I also feel like you don't get, while well, we talk about like all the different throwbacks, you don't get a lot of throwbacks to sort of that era of no, metal. You don't. It's always stuff that's earlier, mm-hmm. I feel like. I agree. Or just the prog stuff that's way later. Yeah. Excuse me. But this was straight, like, yeah, like, the, the first thing you hear is, like, heavy metal. Like, you would see them on the cover of Metal Edge back in, like, 87. Yeah. Which, I don't know if you bought. No. It, it, it would be something you'd see in Heavy Metal Magazine, the, <laughs> yes, the freaky the... cartoon uh, that I used to read. Yeah, they still make heavy metal, I think. I think they do. Yeah. I'm not cool enough. I don't go to those cool places anymore. Nah, me neither. I haven't seen the movie in a little while, too. Me and Frodo have to get in the Astro van. and. Uh, <laughs> I can the, see you driving around in a van like that. With I, there's a time when I wanted to. I was, like, into it. Be cool. Then you could wear, like, the, the round, like, uh, glasses. Oh, I would be, like, steampunk, McGee. <laughs> I'd be, like, Glenn Hetrick from uh, Face Off. <laughs> um, good look for you. It's funny, that heavy metal movie. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that one of the segments, John Candy... Was the voice? Oh it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it did not fit at all, I, it's been a long time since. I that's think the it, only thing I remember. I remember the chick seeing like boobs when I was little because that chick was like flying on that thing. I remember boobs. boobs. I remember like they. And that dead when they were like fly that plane that we're. And through. it's like to like war pigs or something yeah. like that. Maybe not war pigs, but it's a Sabbath song. It made me a little scared as a little eight year old watching these. Zombies. Well, that was kind of freaky. Yeah. yeah. That's all I really remember. Yeah. About that. Anyway. Yeah, Ice Howl. If you yeah. like that type of metal. If you like ice. It's fun. And or you, you like, like howls. howls. Like Allen Ginsberg Howl. Yeah, or you have a wolf shirt. Ooh. Like, like Mike, uh, Mike Smith. Yeah, like Mike Smith. <laughs> that deep cut. Yep, deep cut. <laughs> he had many wolf shirts, Yes, though. he did. I know a few people have wolf shirts. You don't trust any of them. It's really not a good sign. I don't know. No. no I, I, it's just a weird thing. I don't know. Oh, wolf I, shirts. I don't know. You just like tiki shirts. I, I wish I had tiki shirt. I miss tiki shirt. <laughs> you should bring I'm them never back. wear this. Why don't wear shirts with anything on tiki shirt? Why? Because we yeah, you, you made fun of it. Yeah, so I was like, an I'm asshole back then. We were all assholes back then. Yeah, I would like berate you with anything. Like the time I wore a rush shirt to the Blob remake, and I won a prize, and then and, no, you didn't. Yeah, I did. I won like um, the Blob. It well, it was the second one. You know, the second one, yeah. the remake. Yeah, I answered. They asked if anyone had seen the Blob in the theater, uh, and I had. And I was wearing my Rush shirt, my Clockwork Angels tour shirt, uh-huh. and then they commented on their Facebook Did they? something about Russian, and I was like, "I'm never wearing a new shirt to get my feet into her." <laughs> I'm going to start a podcast someday and tell <laughs> as many as two people about it. You know who's into Rush? Who? Jinx. Good. Yeah, See, he he's is, a good guy. He's good. He's into, or into Rush. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Speaking of... You know who's probably not in Tarosh? Who? Coat hangers. Coat hangers. No, they probably are not. They might be, though. I don't know. I don't know. So the coat hangers, Jamie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to say first, it was it's still slim pickings out there to find anything in 2017. Well, my next two are next. I know. You actually did... I couldn't find anything. I, I sort of did with my second one, but not really. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that. We've revisited some old business. You had, you had mentioned the coat hangers. Yeah. I was like, you got to check them out. My brother, Matthew, had actually mentioned that he had never gotten around to listening to that coat hangers. Mm-hmm. They, have a, they have a few of them out. They have, they have like five. Yeah. Four on Suicide Squeeze, which mm-hmm. is their label. So who are the coat hangers, you might ask? Yes. Who are they? They are a uh, garage rock band out of Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, they're Atlanta. Hm. Yeah. Which, which I had a thought as I was listening to them because they don't like the other... I guess people in that in the group, sort of the femme, you know, pop punk garage. Everything we listen to so far it tends to be West Coast. Yeah. And I feel it's like all the, Seattle. I thought like Seattle. A lot, a lot of, of it's Seattle, except when you get in a band like La Luz, which is more California. But mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of that stuff is centered on Seattle. Um, not so much. Uh, well, I'm really rambling. The Coat Hangers. Yes. So Coat Hangers, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, like I said, garage rock. Garage rock in a very real sense because they are very reminiscent of 60s I think so. Garage Straight rock. garage rock, I would say. Which, yeah, I would say too. Um, which was great. Mm-hmm. The record, Nosebleed Weekend. Mm-hmm. The... Oh, I get your Facebook posts. Yeah, apparently a lot of people didn't, uh, including my boss. <laughs> you know, some I thought you were just it. saying nosebleed, like how... Nosebleed. Nick would be like, dude, no- that was totally nosebleed. Well, I was thinking that too. That was the best. Nosebleed, man. <laughs> That's what I thought you were going Yeah. Uh, At least I got most of the... Coat hangers, uh, fun fact, they change up roles in the band to keep it fresh. That's cool. So one might be a vocalist on one, the next album, they might be the guitar player. It's kind of like they had Cody's to a point. Yes. In in many ways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because they're very reminiscent of that. Yes, Cody's. they're very... Except they don't have the... They're, they're, the hangers aren't their boyfriends. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're not as uh, they're a little easier on the eyes than good old Ludmilla and uh, I can't remember and Holly Go Lightly. I thought that Holly Go Lightly's fine. She's the she would be the cute one. Um, I don't judge. I'm not a woman hater. I don't hate women too. I love it. I love the head coaties. I know. I'm saying the the coat hangers. Yes, coat so, hangers. So maybe I should talk about the music of the coat yes. hangers. Very garage rock. There's um. A bit of variety on the album. You have songs like Perfume, which is a very, like I said, it reminded me, it's like sort of a very zombies vibe. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, I said, the Mamas and the Papas met Veruca Salt and had a baby. Yeah, that's actually um, very good. Then you get songs like uh, Dumb Baby, which are a little more punky with the bouncy thing. And that's sort of indicative of the majority of the song. Yeah. Excuse Me veers into like psychedelic, yeah. psychedelic surf with the chorus uh, really good. And of course, then you have a song like Squeaky Tiki. Uh, <laughs> I like Squeaky wins an award for best use of a dog toy in a song, which ironically enough, is the same award as worst use of a dog toy in a song. <laughs> so, Did you think of your Tiki shirt? when I did heard? not. Yeah, uh, so, really good album. Um, the two standouts were Perfume mm-hmm. and uh, the epitomous Nosebleed Weekend, which is a very... I don't know if I've listened to that. Oh, it's good. It's a very grindy, heavy, party hangover anthem. I actually watched the video. There's a sign on the wall that says "These Nuts. <laughs> and it's really good. Yeah, I've listened to more of the, um, I've listened to the album all the way through, but it was like I wasn't paying super much attention. I would, I listened more to like maybe the first four or five songs, <laughs> which are a little more just straight up garage rock. Yeah. Which is good. I, I like them. I told you. I'm like, you should I really like to the um, hangers. So... So coat hangers, hangers yeah. A or nay or yay? Yay! 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 Did you know coat hangers is also abortions? Really? Is I don't like that. Uh, so we're probably not going to be able to see the coat hangers anymore in a certain president's uh-huh. uh, as his way. Yeah, I know. They'll be in the closet coat hangers. <laughs> the the back, back alley, alley coat hangers all. <laughs> That's awful. I shouldn't be laughing. It is. Yeah. Chate. Mm. I actually listened to something new. Mm. Cloud nothings. Life yes. without sound. Mm-hmm. Car Park Records out uh, the end of January of 2017. It was, I th- this is a little side note, it was produced by a John Goodmanson, who oh. produced Slater Kinney, 
All right. Bikini Kill, mm-hmm. Death Cab from Cutie, uh, Death Cab for Cutie, stuff yeah. like that. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That's yeah. a side note. And if you don't know anything about the Cloud Nothings, they're from Cleveland, Ohio. It's mostly the one, the lead singer does everything, Dylan yeah. Baldy. He's only like 25 years old, and this is hmm. the fourth full album. Oh. A lot of times, as we talk about labels getting thrown around, I they throw them in the punk. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I would say I have indie rock. Post punk slash grunge and all mm-hmm. like alternative. Yeah, I think I I really I was looking forward to this album. I heard the one single modern without even right down here, modern mm-hmm. act. They were playing on XMU and I was like, ah, oh, this is pretty good. I think I heard it like one of the last podcasts we had mm-hmm. driving over here. So I was like, okay, I really like uh, their third album, which was Attack on Memory, and it's just like a lot like a lot more raw, more grungy, and I just that's when I first listened to them, and I was really mm-hmm. into it. So I was kind of looking to recapture that, and this album doesn't, but it kind of moves forward from that. Like, yeah, it's hard to explain. So anyway, it opens up with this track up to the surface, and this it's this gradual build up of starts with the piano, and then it kind of just builds up, and it's more um, it's not like screaming anything. It's song, and it's. It's a good song. That's how it starts off. And then it kind of just goes on. The album takes off from there. The next song, Things Are Right With You, post-grunge. It slightly has like a Strokes feel to it. Yeah, times. a little bit, yeah. If he, if he had like an auto-tune voice, I'd be able to, I would almost be like, is this a Strokes song? But I, I really like it. The next song, in, Internal World, has a slight Weezer riff to it, kind of, in the beginning. One of my favorites is Darken Rings, and it's kind of a harder, faster song, and it's back to a classic. What I think of Cloud Nothings, I would be like, okay, that's a, a song that would sound like their old sound. And as I said, Modern Act is their their single. It's catchy, it's a little more poppy, but it's a really good song. Like, lyrically, they're mm-hmm. very well written, and they're, like, thought out. One of the songs, it might be Things Are Right With You. I was almost wondering if he might have been a gay. I'm not sure, yeah. but... Just sometimes you could just mm-hmm. read lyrics a little, yeah, in a little way. I have no idea, and like I don't care if he is or not. It doesn't, doesn't mm-hmm. bother me. The it ends with realize my fate, and it's slower, and it ends like it. It's another like gradual buildup, but just ends with like this barrage of noise, and I like it. Yeah. <laughs> As I said before, it's almost a grown up. Not, I hate using that word. A grown up or mature version of Attack on Memory lyrically and musically. It's good if you like. Like early two thousands alt rock, you might like it. As I said, it has like a, a Strokes feel to it, an early Strokes feel, a little bit of Weezer, a little bit of Pavement in, influence. But I, I'm very um, happy with the the album so far. It's been my favorite album out this year. Not that there's been a ton. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. I'm finishing this tasty cornflakes. Oh my god, what a nutritious part of our podcast breakfast. Uh, anyway, sorry. Um, can't get enough of those cornflakes. It's weird. I, I liked it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta go pick up my Bentley. <laughs> um, yeah, I like Cloud Nothing. I know you're not, like, a huge fan. I'm not saying I'm it's a It's not my fan. biggest thing. I listen to it all the time, but it's very clean sound. Uh, it's different. I like it, yeah. Um, very talented. I was like, Ooh. You can't really put it in a category. Like, that's the only thing I could mm-hmm. say is, like, I could s- say, like, just... Listening to, like, indie rock in the early 2000s, it's, like, the only place I can kind of fit it. Like, when you just heard a bunch of, like, like, Queens got really big then, Strokes, like, it was mm-hmm. just a bunch of different, like, indie, like, uh, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club, yeah. it just has that, it just fits in with that. I, I mean, think. very much, yeah. I mean, I know I one category I wouldn't put it in would be punk. Me neither. I think in, in interviews, he's like, I don't consider myself a punk. Yeah, I don't know where you get that, but... He pretty much started it himself, just, like, screwing around in his basement, mm-hmm. and then, like... Five yeah. hours, five albums later. It's mm-hmm. actually pretty impressive, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They just played Monday, but I had to have yeah. stupid chem lab, so I yeah. couldn't go see them. Is that the way you almost burned down the Motco? No, that was a different one. We had two labs in a row. Oh. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, Cloud Nothings. I was very impressed with mm-hmm. Life Without Sound. It's no. great. It's nice. I give it a yay. 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 Ooh, excuse me. This one's going to be a little different. So what's your opinion on live albums? Not really a fan. Yeah. I don't know. I would just rather listen to the regular album. If I want to, if I want to listen to them live, I'll go to the concert. But yeah. there are certain bands that I will check out if I'm a big fan. Um, like I like I've listened to Garbage Live stuff. Yeah. That, but more or less, like if I see something live come out, I'm like I don't care. Yeah, I tend to be the same way. I have a lot of weird 
like live tracks, and it's usually stuff that's either they're their bizarre covers, yeah, or just like it's like demo tracks they've never recorded, like different bands. Um, like there has to be something for me for the most part. To be like, they'd be like, oh man, Debbie Harry in like 78, she's so fucked up and she can barely sing. I'd be like, I want to hear that I mean, live track. I mean, they had track. to be, or, I'm not a, I'm not the biggest live track person either. I own a few live albums. Nighthawks at the Diner by Tom Waits is pretty good. The David Bowie Live at the Sunshine Trip strip, actually not so good. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Nick Cave did one on Poland. Okay. That's actually pretty good, but it's sort of... He's doing different versions of the songs, he does. That said, watching live performances on YouTube... I'd rather watch live ...is a different... Um, My go-to one, the one I love, is Queen's uh, Live 8 performance. Mm. Where at the end of late Radio Gaga, if Freddie Mercury had told everyone in that stadium to kill themselves, they would have done it. It's amazing. (laughs) Which brings us to Slater Kinney live in Paris. Yes. So on Sub Pop. Th- on Sub Pop, yes. Mm-hmm. As uh, the Cloud Nothings. No, Piss Jeans. Piss Jeans. Yeah. And plenty of other bands. Plenty of <laughs> other bands. So this is a. Uh, Mets. Mets are on one. Who? Sub Pop. Mets. We've, oh, the, Mets. yeah, yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. And the Yankees, the Arch Enemy. <laughs> so Slater Kinney, Live at Paris, this is a recording of their sold out Paris show during their 2015 No Cities tour. Yeah. It came out. Something like one or two weeks ago. Um, it came out very recently. It came very recently. Because like, I was on Sub Pop on Bandcamp yeah. last night. And that's and, why I got on. It was actually yeah. their Artist of the Day. Mm-hmm. Or Album of the Day. Which is like, oh, this came out. I forgot. Even though I was seeing advertisements, whatever. Yeah. So I listened to it. Very good. It mm-hmm. is probably the best. May not be, but one of the best. Because I can't feel say live albums I've ever heard. As we were just talking it about. It is extremely solid. It's very... Like, you hear all the excitement. It's recorded very well, as I we were talking before the podcast. It's, it's it, one of the one albums that, like... Yeah. It, it, you don't even know what's really live until you kind of hear the crowd in yeah. the background. It's you hear the crowd, and it's like... I well. mean, it is exquisite. Sorry, we're having a technical difficulty. There we go. My That's weird. My monitor went to sleep. Yeah. It never happens. Um, it's so bored. It went to sleep. Sure, it's like, probably. shut up. Well, it's going to get excited. Yeah, listen to the... I had not looked at the track list beforehand, mm-hmm. and I really felt like I was at the concert. I mean, honest. Were you like... Did you have your uh, Dr. Seuss hat on and like a, a, a no. binky? I wore my, uh, my Sarah McLaughlin shirt and... <laughs> your Birkenstocks. My Birkenstocks. <laughs> really good. So they, they, have, they cover songs from pretty much every album, but the first album, which is Slater Kenny. The majority of the tracks being from uh, No Cities of Love or yeah. The Woods. Awesome. You could hear, like, just the excitement of the crowd. Did you hear a fart that one time? I did. That was me, though. I thought, <laughs> okay. I thought me and my car. And there's little touches. You really get caught up in it. Jumpers, which was the last song of the regular set. Yeah. It goes, breaks down, it shifts gears. You can hear everyone in the audience cheer when the... The... Kicks in. And that's how I am, too, because, like, up to that point, the song's like, eh, I'm not a big fan. But then that part, and I just love it. And... They were excited, and we were excited, and I really want to see what the fucking encore was. I was excited, legitimately excited. Like, I wonder what they're going to play. Then, it changed for me. And I went down a deep old rabbit hole. If I if I could, like, backtrack a little bit. Um, a couple of the highlights for me is they played O, okay. which is one of my favorite songs, and um, Entertain. Which is one I wasn't a big fan of until I heard it live here. Hmm. And it's really good. I listened, as I said, more the front end of it. Which is fine. Yeah. I mean. It was more the songs I recognized. Yeah. So. The first encore is a song called Dig Me Out, the album of the same name, which is a really good encore song. Mm-hmm. And then um, Corn Tucker goes, yeah, we love you so much. This is the only time on the tour we've done a second encore. Okay. Then they play a song, Modern Girl. Okay. Now you've gone to concerts. I've been to one, one or two. One or two. You've gone to enough concerts, which mm-hmm. really had to be one where... You know, there's a certain logic inherent in the set list. Yeah. Certain songs just fit in certain places. Agreed. That's like the art of making the mixtape. You have to. Yes, exactly. Certain songs... There's a certain song that's 
a type of song that should be the closing song of your set. Yeah, like when we saw concert. Tom Petty, I'm like, okay, we're going to have to listen to a little bit of American Girl and split out. Yeah. Because you know it's so, the last So, American Girl. Great news, incidentally. Iron Maiden. The first song of the encore is Number of the Beast. Oh, okay. So, so, so then we can split. That problem solved. You know, and stuff like that. With the Stones, it's Jumpin' Jack Flash. Mm-hmm. When we saw Peter Murphy, he closed with Ziggy Stardust. Yeah. Etc. and so on. Modern Girl is not the kind of song yeah, you would close the set. So I got curious. So you went and looked on Setlist? So I went on Setlist FM and looked at the actual Setlist of the concert. Oh, uh, was it totally different? Even, yes. So first uh, off, it goes... Are you sure it was the same Paris show? Yes. Oh. So, Billy, I spent... I, this was bothering me and I couldn't figure it out because I was like, this can't be... So you heard it. It sounded like a single recording yeah. of the concert, which is yeah. what I thought. No, that's that why it sounded so good. I'm getting there. Uh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> Ultimately, that's the punchline. Yes, and by the way, like, well, let me just finish this and I'll okay. explain. Again, last two songs are Dig Me Out, mm-hmm. Modern Girl. Yeah. Presumably after Corn Tucker says second list of the show. Okay. This is the only time of the whole tour we've got the second encore. So the song they go into is Youth Decay, not Modern Girl. Okay. In fact, the end of the first encore goes Modern Girl, then Dig Me Out. The album has Dig Me Out, then Modern Girl. Huh. To make it even more confusing, there's a song they do, I Want to Be Your Joey Ramone. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. It appears in the middle. You know the song I'm talking about? Yeah, I listened to it That is the closing song of the concert. Really? Yes. It's like the fourth song on there. Exactly. So I listened to this thing, and I... That's odd. I cannot really... There are a couple points where I was like, all right, I can... I guess maybe through the illusion of, like, really good editing. Yeah, it does kind of silence and drop out, because it just sounds like the crowd dying down. Why call it a live album, then? Like, Well, they were live tracks. It was bizarre. I was like... Like I said, I listened to it, I'm like, there's got to be a different concert. This can't be a real song list. And eventually I went on YouTube and I found... The concert. I found the concerts and I was like, maybe it's a different concert. Then I heard that clip, which is word per word the same clip. So I was like, I don't know. Now, usually if I see like live album, I'm expecting yeah. it to be front to back what was played. Unless it was no. like live track or they'll no. put like an asterisk like, oh, this was from another show yeah. or something like that. I don't listen to live albums to really make it. I don't, but I mean, it sounded weird. like... But this, like, some of them, it'll be like, well, this is a concert, and it just, you know, we edit it here and there, or whatever. But at the very least, keep the set list right. Yeah. Now, the other thing was, the main set mm-hmm. is, this without encores, is 18 songs, okay. and the entire album is 11, maybe 13, I don't remember. I can understand cutting stuff out. I get that. It was just weird. I but was to, like, to rearrange the set list is, like, to that, but, like... To have your last song be like number four, yeah, is just kind of odd. to It me. was just bizarre. I could see rearranging some stuff within, mm-hmm. you know, but it's yeah. just odd. I mean, I also say "I Want to Be Your Joy Ramon" is a good, yeah, it's a good song. End song. I still liked it. But you're a little disappointed in, uh, well, you know, cats are dogs, dogs are cats. Up is down, black <laughs> is white. I don't know. Weird. It's just weird. It was it was perplexing. Yeah, I would have never thought that. I never would have guessed it, except but, for that one modern girl. Yeah. That's probably way too much Slater Kinney for anyone else <laughs> to care about. New single from Piss Jeans. The bar is low, Sub Pop. Piss mm-hmm. Jeans is out of um, actually out of Allentown. Mm. Fifth album? I'm not, I don't remember. Mm. I didn't write it down. I, read a, I had a really shitty uh, review. <laughs> Post a pissy punk, review. Yeah, post punk slash garage. Slash, I put noise rock. Like they're they're yeah. one. They it's hard to kind of put a. They get thrown into punk a lot, which yeah. I can see, but I think they kind of have that more of that mm-hmm. post sound or noise. They're kind yeah. of like Mets in that 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 same. Yeah. Genre. The bar is low. I like the song. I think it's awesome. Uh, catchy guitar driven riffs. He's not as screamy. Like I know you probably haven't listened to enough Piss Jeans, but sometimes he's just screaming, and this yeah. time he's like kind of. Somewhat singing, gets a little heavier in the middle. Gets a little, uh, gets a little weird, but it's not yeah. super weird. It's, you know, pure pissed jeans. Yeah, it is off the fifth album. Mm-hmm. 
I put Love Piss Jeans, probably the biggest single off the album, Love It. <laughs> so my review is just oh, amazing. That is a wow. You're going to want a, poo, a Pulitzer for that one. I think it's fun. I like the video, too, that that mm-hmm. you can find on YouTube. I've been listening to a lot of Piss Jeans. I just bought um, their first album, uh, Shallow, First Press, and um, King of Jeans, First yeah. Press. So I'm actually really looking forward to this album, and I think it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Piss Jeans is just one of those bands that, like, some of the songs are awesome. Some songs, he's just like, I had a cold drink of water. <laughs> And I uh, went to the bedroom. And they're just kind of all over the place. Yeah. It's, this song almost seemed like, I want to say polished, one of their more poppier songs, and it's not really poppy. That's, yeah. But I, I thought it was really good. I like it. I'm look, very looking, much looking forward to the album, which is out, I think, some either the end of this month or mid-month or March, some, something. I don't hmm. remember. But Piss Jeans, I like them. Mm. They're playing with Mannequin Pussy, too. Yeah. Man P. Yep. Philly Zone. Yep. I'm, I'm not seeing him with Mannequin Pussy. Oh. Sucks. Oh, well. I have a union match. Yeah. I'd rather see Piss Jeans, but they, they're playing two nights. They're playing yeah. the Boot and Saddle on Friday, mm-hmm. and then they're playing um, Union Transfer, maybe, or something? Yeah. I'm not sure. Hmm. So what did you think of the single? It was all right. It was like I kind of ran out of time, so I just gave it a single listen. Yeah. I didn't expect you to be like, holy like, shit, man. I was like, shit. They're one of those bands, like, I've, I've, uh, I had... Their one album, Honey, for a long time. And I'd listen to it every now and then. And then mm-hmm. uh, the last mm-hmm. like couple months, I've just been putting them mm-hmm. in heavy rotation. I've just yeah. been in that type of mood for that type of genre. Um, mm. But they're fun. I like them. Yeah. The more I listen to them, the more I like them. Hmm. Good stuff. Pissed. Yeah. PP Jeans. PP Jeans. Have listened to anything else? Not really. Like Mark, mm. had a li- I've listened to a lot of different stuff. But yeah. I can't think of anything off the top of uh-huh. my head. How about yourself? I've uh, been listening to Black Joe Lewis, formerly oh, yeah, you're Black talking. Joe Lewis and the Honey Bears. Was, uh, yeah, I got I didn't uh, listen to it. Modern but... funk band, like funk rock band, mm-hmm. and then Minka, which we had reviewed. Oh yeah, way yeah. Bit, They have um, they're playing the Foundry. They came out with a a full length album called I think Best Hits or Greatest Hits Volume One. Oh, okay. His Best Hits Volume One, and it's just the same. Like Minka sounds like sort of Talking Heads. That's cool. And they're decent. I know the album cover, the guy looks kind of like Mike Kirshner. <laughs> and that's it, so... I, I forgot uh, Open City, too, that your brother Matthew was talking about. Mm-hmm. A lot of guy, guy, Andy Nelson, who's like a Philly kid dynamite. Yeah. Uh, I forget what it was. Ceremony. Mm-hmm. A bunch of Philly guys. Open City. I've been waiting. Mm-hmm. I've been hearing so much about this band, but I haven't seen... I haven't heard anything so i'm glad uh matthew posted something yeah. about it because i went and bought the vinyl already and yeah. downloaded uh, download the album is that the one with like ted leo and um yeah i think one of them but there's a chicks it's a female front i, yeah. I didn't really even realize that that it was a female vocalist yeah. and i was like oh that's awesome yeah that's why i want to check that out I they're kind of so. reminiscent of kind of like um super unison that type of thing but yeah. they're a little harder than mm-hmm. you kind of hear some like you know classic almost i'm like oh i can hear a tiny bit of kid yeah but um yeah they're good i'm i'm yeah. Very happy that Matthew mm-hmm. posted about yeah. that. But I'm trying to think if I've listened to really anything mm-hmm. else. I've been really listening to that Cloud Nothing's album. Yeah. I, it's really good. Mm-hmm. That and I've been, I've been uh, obsessively listening to that Slater Kinney album, trying to hear the edits. <laughs> Have you heard him? No, not really. Well, I guess it's done very well. Sub pops. Yeah. Topics. Let's talk about our topic. Topics. All right. It's a little thing called Versus. Versus. I gotta even look what it is. All right, I remember. All okay. right, the first one that sort of prompted this. We're not gonna be... name everyone's name either, yeah. since there are so many of yeah. people. Yes. We're not gonna name yes. names. We're gonna say who won. Yeah, Paul's boutique versus uh, license, Il- license to ill. Yeah, I was gonna kill communication. Communication. License to yeah. ill. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, Paul's boutique. Paul's boutique. Which is pretty down. much. I thought it was a little even, but I think Paul's boutique kind of edged it out. Uh, yeah, I think Paul's boutique wins. They was prompted. I watched this documentary on the eighties. Uh-huh. And there's an episode specifically on MTV. The two interesting things out of that, well, three. One, in the beginning, they're like, yeah, you know, the holy trinity of early 80s, like New Wave, was, it was The Smiths, The Cure, and Depeche Mode. Depeche Mode? Depeche, whatever. They have a new album coming out. Yeah. I was going to post it. I was going to be like, guess who has a new album out? But, mm. since you're a hater. I, I like, I'm not, not like The Smiths. Yeah, well, thank you. And I love You're like, them. hate, hate. And the cure I love. love. I'd be like, oh, Robert Smith, let me kiss you on your pretty lips. The second was that CBS Music had to blackmail MTV into putting Michael Jackson on huh. by basically saying, well, if you don't put this kid on, we're going to pull every single artist off your station. Huh. 
And the third one was they talk about like all these rap like rappers. And really they're like, rap. and then they said that the VC Beastie Boys put out their first album, and they were like, "Oh, these white boys are going to take this away from us." And then they got along. So that's what started that one. Uh, okay. So yeah, Paul's boutique is is the winner. Yes. Although you can have whoever you want. Yeah, Paul's Who boutique. Cares? No, it's the winner. Paul's boutique <laughs> is the winner. I like Paul's boutique. These are legally better. binding. Sound of Science is awesome. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's a High Plains Drifter. High Plains Drifter. Yeah. It's a great album. Um, and it's also, these aren't License just saying. License the Ill is uh, good as well, but I think yeah. I rock out to Paul's Boutique. I think I like Boutique Paul's more. Boutique better. Like, yeah. Hello, welcome to Paul's Boutique. Yeah. yeah. All right. Johnny Ryan. Yeah. All right. It's Iron Maiden, right? Yeah, it's good Iron Maiden. Uh, Power Slave versus Peace of Mind. Power Slave has uh, Two Minutes to Midnight on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Power Slave... And a personal favorite of mine, Rhyme in the Ancient Mariner, 13-minute mm-hmm. song, was their longest song until uh, Empire of the Clouds came out on Book of Souls. Mm-hmm. Peace of Mind had The Trooper, Flight of Icarus. Was there like one, there's one called like Seven of Seven or One of Something? What, on the album? or the, One the of the album? albums. Well, there's Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. That was Mark's favorite. Yeah. Well, that would be the you other thing. You know who won out? Yeah. Run for the Hills. No. Well, that's, well that, no, so here's the other thing. It's, this didn't say there isn't better Iron Maiden albums. Uh-huh. I picked these two specifically. Mm-hmm. So it's which of these two albums is the better I know, album. but no one wanted to play that. Yeah, because they're stupid. Because, and everyone has to do the, because I would argue actually Number the Beast, which came before Peace of Mind, which has Number the Beast, Run for the Hills, yeah. and I believe The Wicker Man on it. That's the only one I own is. Is the one. Yeah. Well, I own a lot. So Power Slave. I'm deciding for everyone, Power Slave is the better <laughs> album. Fuck it. No, it was, it was good, but no one wanted to play along. So. Yeah. Who wins? Nirvana or Pearl Jam? Um, It was a tight one. Yeah. Who would you say there, Lou? Uh, Nirvana because Pearl Jam can SD. <laughs> yes, I agree. I um, I like uh, Nirvana better than Pearl Jam. I, I do, like um, 10. 10's a good album, and then I kind of just don't Yeah, care. I don't even like 10, to be honest with you. I get so sick of hearing it. Um, In one of the videos, I was actually texting Jenks about this. Mm-hmm. Because he was like, oh, that one's going to be a tough one for me. Mm-hmm. One was shot like in Philly at like the TLA or like Troc or something like that. And he's like climbing up. Was any it better. alive? Uh, maybe it was alive. And he falls. And yeah. he falls into the crowd. One mm. of the guys he fell onto, I yeah. dated. Oh, nice. That's my story. Oh, that's your like famous. One guy, Adam. Yeah, he fall, yeah. fell right on Adam. Oh, can I have your autograph? Um, sure. Now that said, so not your autograph thing. I'm not, in, not that into Nirvana, Nirvana either anymore i've sort of grown beyond it no i agree but i think i like i think nirvana i don't know nirvana is better i think i think now nirvana has sort of the benefit of kurt cobain killing himself on the other hand eddie vetter seemed to care more about his bandmates than kurt cobain ever did about his i was actually listening to a podcast and some some uh was turned out a punk one dude was like Fuck Nirvana! All the, the first Foo Fighters album is much better than anything Nirvana ever did. Yeah. And it was kind of funny. Mm. Pretty much was a little even, but we were saying Nirvana wins. Yeah. All right. Here's one that Ooh. no one really cared about. Uh, yeah. Go Go's versus the Pretenders. Mm-hmm. Both bands started around the same time. Yes. Um, the Go Go's being one of the first wave West Coast punk bands that. Sold out in short order and became a pop punk, invented sort of pop punk mm-hmm. accidentally. Pretenders, more garage rock with you know, touching on rockabilly very early. Well, she was into like punk and stuff. I mean, she dated She was, precious. yeah. But and I would but also you also say. You tattooed Love Boys. That's kind of punk rock for back well, in the precious. day. Precious. Yeah. So that first album was a lot more punk, except for Stupid Brass in Pocket. Which is so different than any other song. I hated that song as a kid because it used to be on MTV yeah. all the time, but it, I actually like it. I know she hates it. Yeah, she know? hates yeah. it. Don't um, bother me. Pretenders versus Go-Go's. It's a tough one. Yeah? I like both of them, but I think I gotta go with Pretenders. I, just, know, I think I thought you would go with Go-Go's. I asked Mark. Well, Mark was like, I would, Mark said Go-Go's. I think, so I went back and forth, and this sort of ties us up earlier because I hear a lot more pretenders in the coat hangers. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that's an East Coast Coast influence. Could be. Well, a lot of those other bands are sort of born of the Go Go's, directly yeah. or indirectly. Even though you know the Go Go's are basically just doing '60s girl yeah. group garage rock. Yeah, I got to go with the Go Go's. Even though the pretenders are probably they play their instruments better and had a longer career. Yeah. 
I also had a thought that. Uh, That's why I think we're gonna have to do a top top. Uh, a, Topic with um, best female fronted band. Yeah, I think that's the next one. I was gonna yeah. say, um, while I was thinking about this, I realized that I'm really into Susanna Huff's Huff's of the uh, the Bangles, Bangles, but only when she plays guitar. Because I was watching videos, and when she plays guitar, I'm like, oh. She was uh, she's cute back in the day. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, she might be cute now still. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I like the Bangles. Yeah. All right, I got one for you. Okay. Because I thought of this one. This this is for you. They can riff. It's cool. But yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool. I'm like Fonzie. Hey. I'm gonna smoke some cigarettes and wear my leather jacket. Yes. And do Pinky Duskadero. <laughs> the Head Cody's mm-hmm. or Holly Golightly, her solo work. Uh, two different, two different horses, in my opinion. Well, you got to pick though. Hmm. You have there's a boat. You're on a rowboat, and you can push the head. I have to go to the head Cody's, Although, like, I like I love Holly Golightly solo stuff, but it's like country where this yeah. I like I like the garage rock. Right. I, that, yeah, I think I had to go there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, change it up, um, Holly Golightly mm-hmm. or Holly Golightly and the Brokoffs. Ugh. Yeah. That's that's too. You've like Nancy Sinatra kind of going on, and then you mm-hmm. have her country, and then it's hard to say. Brokoff's is straight country. I might have to say Holly Golightly, though. See, it's I think it's I, not that the Brokoffs are bad. Mm-hmm. I really like their stuff. Too. I think I actually like Holly Golightly and the Brokoffs a bit more. They're, uh, it's all good. Um, She's pretty rad. I almost was going to go Garbage and somebody. I was going to go Garbage, No Doubt. Yeah. I would say Garbage. But I would No say Doubt's really good, a, too. No Doubt had a bigger career. Garbage has a longer career because they yeah, didn't really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to throw Blondie in there, and I was like, no, we cannot do that. Blondie versus who? Anyone, Blondie's going to win out for me. Well, sort of the thing is to go back to the Go-Go's and all that stuff. Um, and this sort of relates to that Under the Big Black Sun. Mm-hmm. Because they talk about the two people everyone listened to before punk was a thing. It was Blondie. That was Blondie and yeah. David Bowie. Yeah. Um, There's that picture. I sent you that picture of yeah. them like, hugging each other. And I think we'll have something to say about Blondie next time. Yeah, with female-fronted groups. Um, well, Blondie's my all-time favorite. Yeah. You have anything else? Uh, I'm trying to think of more verses. Mm. Yeah, what made you think of that Paul's Boutique and... Uh... Because I was watching Oh, that's that, right. Yeah. You did just say that. Um, dirt, I also kind of wonder... There's a few I always wonder about. Um, I got two more, but they, they apply more to me than you. Um, what was, go ahead. I don't care. Uh, pornography versus Disintegration. Cure albums. I'd have to go Disintegration because it was one of the first ones I got. Yeah. Not... I, go, I think pornography, I go back and forth. Oh, how about the Friday I'm in Love album? Wish. <laughs> wish, yes. Other than that, so Wish is like, there's a, like the song Open on there is awesome, mm-hmm. Deep Green Sea. Wish is, I just re-listened to that. Other than, again, Friday I'm in Love. There's a few songs on there that are kind of a little like cutie poo. Mm-hmm. But that's a solid album too. How about... Come, my lady. Come, come. What? Oh, um. Oh, shit. Uh, uh, what are they? What is that? The Iron Butter, not Iron Butterfly. I just remember Shifty Shell Shock. That song or uh, Mambo Number no. Five? Mambo Number no. Five. <laughs> Did you see that, like, mashup of the hits that were in 1997? Yeah. It was pretty crazy. It was like Hanson Mbop. I forget what else. Oh, um. Fred Durst or Kid Rock? Ooh, Kid Rock. That's the one you're not... Oh, oh, you don't let me finish. The one you can't marry, so you have to marry Fred Durst. Oh, oh too bad. You should have waited. Your son Victor's left ear, or this exciting mystery box. Uh, the left ear. You should the mystery box. It would have turned him into a little kitty baby. Oh. And he would have got to keep his ears. His it would have been perfect. Have grown. Yeah, oh, you screwed that up. Yeah, kitty babies. Kitty babies. I know, it's um, pretty... What else is coming out new for you, then? Like, album-wise. Um, so wait, like, the Crystal Fairy album should come out soon. Yeah, I think I just I posted something on there about that. So that will be the next one. I don't know. i got to start looking. I'm looking um, forward to that album. That Like, a few bands good. are supposed to come out, I think, this year with albums. Um, really? Sort of. A few albums. <laughs> a few people I know that there wasn't even a correct sentence, I'm aware. There are a few albums that are theoretically coming out this year that I'm looking forward to. I think La Luz, as I said before. I think the Screamales. Screaming females. I never yeah. listen to the screaming females. Yeah. I have to. Well, cause... we'll probably if if Matthew still listens. Yeah, I know Matthew. That, big... That'll be his job. I think to the only time I listened band. to him was that that ten inch with garbage that split. Yeah, no, they're good. I like their earlier, like their first three albums, a little more than 
the last one that came out. Mm-hmm. But I like it, yeah. How about System of a Down or Drowning Pool? Uh, System of a Down. Yeah, you have to go with System of a Down. Because I, 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 you know, I was into that until I got played a billion... Oh, they're coming out with an album this yeah, year. Yeah, I right? saw that too. But I won't be listening. Maybe I'll review it just for funsies. <laughs> for funsies. For funzos. Yeah. Um, okay, how about Tori Amos? Yeah. Little Earthquakes? Under the Pink? Under the Pink? No, Little Earthquakes. Oh, You're wrong. Oh, um... There's no Happy Phantoms on Under the Pink. <laughs> I like that song. Uh, Poise for Pele. That's the third one, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. Eh, there might have been. It's hard to say. I'm like, almost positive it's the third one. Um, How about Fiona Apple? Any Fiona Apple. Uh, which, like, um, the Idler Wheel? Yeah, is that really good. to... Yeah. Hmm, Suzanne Vega. Uh, that's stupid. <laughs> Fiona Apple. Now this is just getting silly. Now we're silly. just being silly. Ironically enough, this probably would have worked better as a live segment. but Yeah, it would have. Oh, well. Um, Alright, uh, anything else going Star on? Star Wars week? or Star Trek? Um, Who'd win in a war? Um, none because they're fake. No, that's not the right answer. Yes, it is. It's, a, it's They would never fight because one's in a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Uh-huh. And the other is stupid. Star Trek? Yeah. You think Star Trek's stupid? No, not really. I like Star Trek. I'll say, the newer Star Treks don't hold up as well as the old Star Trek. Ironically enough. Yeah, like Riker. I don't like Riker. No? No. <laughs> Bearded Riker or Beardless Riker? Um, neither, because they both suck. Uh, and they we're sit really, weird. We're really going. <laughs> anyway. Deanna um, Troy, who wasn't raped by a beam of light. Aww. Or but the, then she had a baby. Or Deanna Troy. What else is this? Other catastrophes um, happened to Deanna Troy. Deanna Troy has sex with a beam of light. Or <laughs> Beverly Crusher has sex with, like, the ghost that's an alien. Or Tasha Yar that screws the data. Oh, because they get the drunk virus. <laughs> yeah. And then he gets drunk, but then, like, in the rest of the series, he's like, I am an android. I'm not affected by that. It's just convenient for this episode. Was there one, too, like, where Deanna Troy gets, like, a slut virus and she tries to, like... But then she gets older. Yes, yes. Yes, she gets slut virus. Um, I remember that Data's... Data's off switch is on his winker hole. Really? Like, there's one where you have to shove your, like, you have to Are credit card his up? ass. No, I'm dead serious. Because it's the first lore episode. <laughs> and there's an, it's, there's an episode where, like, Data and Lore do, like, the Patty Duke where they switch. Oh, God. And... Do they go, like... <laughs> yeah, little, they go, You can't see what I'm doing. So, so get this. Lore, who everyone thinks is Data, gets the Data lore... And he's like, I will attempt to activate him, brother. He jams his hand up the Data's hiney hole and keeps turning his on and off switch so Data looks like he's having some sort of weird seizure. <laughs> oh, next generation. Yeah, the next generation. I'm going to try to watch him soon. I don't think they hold up too good. Um, some of them do, some of them don't. The real early ones, not so much. Yeah. But, um... Once they got rid of fucking Gene Roddenberry. <laughs> you know who took over? Yeah. Uh, Ronald Moore, who did uh, Battlestar. Really? Yeah. Because hmm. I think he was showrunner on that. Makes and then sense. I think he was showrunner in Doctor Who for. And then he did um the one move, one that I was watching that got can- Helix like, yeah like like everyone hated it. Now to be confused with the elderly black man on Portlandia. <laughs> Portlandia's been good this season. I don't why I don't yeah. get TV. Yeah. Anyway, folks, we're just gonna go now. We're gonna cut our losses. <laughs> TrashSouthStreet Gmail dot com uh, Facebook we have Facebook the easiest um, and TrashSouthStreet dot com. Yeah. And hit up hit us up with stuff. We enjoyed getting some topic ideas that we will use in the future. If we like them. Like the next generation future. Yeah. Alright, bye bye.